Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, I'll be talking about the safest wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. These are the guys that I'm going to be targeting into my draft due to the fact that I just believe they're going to have very safe seasons in 2020. Now, there is room in your drafts to obviously go for the riskier type of players, but these are the guys in the early type of rounds that I just believe are going to be very safe picks and help you hoist that 2020 fantasy football championship trophy. Now, before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys to please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free. I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. I would also like you guys to go down below and check out the Patreon. $7.50 for the whole month of August to get the uh, draft guide with all the information in there to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. So let's get right into it. Safest wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. The first player to talk about here is, you probably guessed it, this is the easiest pick of them all. Wide receiver Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. Now FFPC ADP 20.4, which is very interesting. FFPC is a higher stakes type of fantasy football website where it's like 100 plus dollars to get into these drafts. ADP is our draft position. So he's a second round pick on there. But in most leagues, I'm seeing he is a back end of the first round pick or an early second round pick. So for better uh, purposes of it, I would consider him to be a first round pick out of the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, six foot three, 220 pounds. He's getting up there in age, but he's 31.6 years old. It should not really matter at all how old the immortal one Julio Jones is. This guy's going to be putting up 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 plus yard seasons for the next couple of years. 4.39, 40-yard dash, 95th percentile, 98th percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score, 85th percentile agility score, and a 98th percentile catch radius for Julio Jones. So Julio Jones is an absolute monster when it comes to workout metrics, and he also takes that workout metrics onto the field because this guy is an unstoppable force in the NFL, except for by the red zone because this guy just does not understand how to score in the NFL which is hilarious because this guy just finishes every year with so many yards, but somehow just goes fucking full Stevie Wonder. He puts on the blind goggles when he's trying to score a touchdown. It makes no sense. I honestly don't get it at all, but hey, it's okay because Julio Jones is still going to be great regardless of his touchdown upside. Julio Jones, wide receiver number five off the board right now, pick 11 and round number one based upon ESPN's ADP. Wide receiver number three last season, playing in 15 games, 18.3 PPR points per game. Number three at wide receiver now Julio Jones has been recently one of those kind of guys who just rides the fucking not even like the injury wave but he's on the questionable list he's questionable all week but he always ends up playing on Sunday he had 156 targets last season 10.4 per game ranking second at wide receiver and coming down with 99 receptions 6.6 per game ranking fifth at wide receiver and this should be very clear that this is going to happen again in 2020 maybe he gets even more receptions or maybe even more targets but they were the most pass heavy team in the NFL in 2019 I would not be surprised with the same head coach in Dan Quinn, the same offensive coordinator in Dirk Cutter, if they are just as pass, have, ha, pass heavy in 2020, if not even more. Julio racked in over 1,300 yards with 1,394 yards, 92.9 per game, ranking second amongst wide receivers. This guy is an absolute beast in the receiving category. 12 red zone receptions, which is interesting because he only turned those into six total touchdowns. 12 red zone receptions are seventh amongst the wide receiver position, and he only brought down six total touchdowns, 22nd amongst wide receivers. Now, you would probably assume that that number would go up in 2020, but with Julio Jones, the touchdown total number will never exceed 
seed like eight. So I don't believe he will score anything more than eight in 2020. 25.7% target share of the Atlanta Falcons offense, ranking 10 at wide receiver. Julio Jones is clearly the alpha wide receiver on that team. But obviously, Mr. Matty Ice decides to spread the ball around. Calvin Ridley is there as well as Hayden Hurst. And I think that Julio Jones is going to have yet another fantastic year in 2020, a very safe year now. Something important to note about Julio Jones is actually how much he improved fantasy football-wise after Mohamed Sanu ended up getting his ass shipped to the New England Patriots. When Mr. Mohamed Sanu was there is the in-split games versus out-of-split games on your screen right now are without Mohamed Sanu. So when Mohamed Sanu was a Falcon, 14.3 PPR points per game or half PPR points per game for Julio versus 15.56 when he was gone. 17.16 PPR points per game versus 19.25. Now I know what you might be thinking, Nick, there is no way that this matters at all. One or two points difference on a per-game basis doesn't mean anything, but that could be the difference between you winning your fantasy football championship and you crying yourself to sleep because you lost by one point. Why was there an increase in his fantasy football production? It was due to an increase of targets, 8.86 with Sanu versus 11.75 per game. The reception total went up 5.71 to 7.38. Now, the only number that ended up going down was his touchdown total, but like I said with Julio Jones, the guy could score three touchdowns that he'd still probably finish inside of the top five wide receivers in 2020 at 80 receiving yards with Mohamed Sanu per game versus 104.25 without so Julio Jones looked like an even better wide receiver out there when he was seeing even more targets and I believe we see a similar target share for Julio Jones in 2020. Now, something important to note about Matt Ryan is the Matt Ryan theorem. It is something that I have actually created. The theory reads, if the year ends with a even number, Matt Ryan is a top five quarterback. If it ends with an odd number, he is a top 15 quarterback. Now what happens is every other year, this motherfucker is great. Then the other year, he's just pretty much pretty good for fantasy football. Great, good, great, good. Now last year he had his good season, top 15, top 12 quarterback. Now he's going to finish back again inside of the top five in 2020. It is just simple arithmetic, which is obviously going to boost Julio Jones up even more. Second wide receiver to talk about here is Kenny Bones, Kenny G, the saxophone man, Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions offense. Six foot four, 218 pounds out of Northern Illinois, 26.8 years old, FFPC ADP, 33.98. His 40-yard dash with a 4.50, 67 percentile, 92nd percentile speed score, 45th percentile burst score, 60th percentile agility score, and an 81st percentile catch radius for Mr. Kenny Bones. ADP wide receiver number 8, pick 24, round number 2. I really see Kenny Galladay, though, going more as a third or fourth round pick in a lot of drafts, and that provides extreme value. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver number 9 in 2019, playing all 16 games, 15.5 PPR points per game, ranking 12th at the wide receiver position. This was due to an absorberant amount of targets, but he didn't really finish inside of the top 20 or even top 15 in target total. 116 targets, 7.2 per game, ranking 21st at wide receiver. 65 receptions, though, 4.1 per game, ranking 29th at wide receiver. Now, you might be wondering, Nick, why does this happen? If the guy's getting 116 targets, if you're sucking the guy off telling me that he is amazing, why did he only get 65 receptions? That's because he played half his games with Mr. Matty Snapback, Matthew Stafford, who was on his MVP pace. Matt Stafford was looking outstanding the first eight games of the season, and they had David Blau play, as well as another quarterback. I believe it was Jeff Driscoll. 
for the Lions. So obviously Galladay took a bit of a dip in those games, which we're going to be talking about in a couple of minutes. He had 1,190 receiving yards, though, 74.4 per game, ranking sixth at the wide receiver position. So even with just finishing almost outside of the top 30 in receptions, he still almost got 1,200 receiving yards, 11 total touchdowns, first amongst wide receivers, because this guy is an absolute monster with, with only eight red zone receptions, 18th amongst wide receivers. He created the most touchdowns at wide receiver, 21.1% target share in that Detroit Lions offense, 33 at wide receiver. I don't really expect that to go all that much up when Marvin Jones is healthy on the field. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are the 1A and 1B of the team. The coaches don't necessarily look at Kenny Galladay as the supreme alpha wide receiver of the team since Marvin Jones is so talented. I do prefer Marvin Jones. I mean, not Marvin Jones. I do prefer, obviously, Kenny Galladay for far more than Marvin Jones, but just understand that Matthew Stafford does pass the ball around there. He's not just with one person. He's a whore out there for throwing the ball to everyone. You get the ball. You get the ball. You all get the fucking ball like he's Oprah goddamn Winfrey. Looking at his efficiencies from 2000, 2019, 8.3 yards per reception, fourth at wide receiver, 10.3 yards per target, sixth at wide receiver, 75.1% catchable target rate, 71st at wide receiver. So obviously very bad due to the fact that it wasn't Matt Stafford throwing him the ball all the time last season and a 54.2% contested catch rate, seventh at wide receiver. So Kenny Galladay is a big boy. He can go up and get that ball. If there's someone on him, that's why he scores so many touchdowns. Just because he's in blanket coverage, it's one-on-one. Kenny Galladay is going to go up there and get that ball and score some fantasy football points for your team. If we look at his stats with and without Mr. Uh, Matt Stafford, you can clearly see the difference is that with Matt Stafford, he's much better. Now, understand that if Matt Stafford was to get hurt, Kenny Galladay would likely still finish inside of the top 12 at the wide receiver position, as long as Matt Stafford played like six or seven games. So he's a very safe player in both aspects of when he's with Stafford and without. With Stafford is the eight games in split. The out of split is the eight games without Matthew Stafford. 15 points. 0.44 half PPR points per game with Matthew Stafford versus 11.75 without 17.62 PPR points per game versus 13.62 without. This was due to obviously having better targets. It wasn't really due to an increase all that much in any category. 4.38 receptions with Mr. Matthew Stafford versus 3.75 without 0.88 touchdowns versus 0.5 per game without 7.75 touchdown, or uh, not touchdowns, that'd be fucking crazy, receiving targets per game, 7.75 with Stafford, versus 6.75 without, and 80 receiving yards versus 68.75, so overall, Galladay was a much better player with Matthew Stafford, and I expect Matthew Stafford to be fully rehabbed for 2020, and put up a excellent season, like we saw last season, Matthew Stafford has also been a very safe quarterback, based upon his career rate, the guy's just always throwing the ball a shit ton of times, and I think that Kenny Galladay is obviously going to benefit fit from that, especially if Stafford comes back healthy and plays very well. So now it's time to get into the third wide receiver of the video. But before we get in that, check out a word from my sponsor real quick over at Manscaped. Fantasy football draft season is upon us, and due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have Zeke's haircut down there in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you are going to be gambling on football this season. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as safe as drafting Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. Now, I understand that shaving your balls is not the most fun topic to have. You might end up going down there and just completely 
nicking that shit, and it looks like a murder scene in your bathroom. You don't want to be having that. That's why the lawnmower offers skin-safe technology to make sure that you are safe when you are shaving your balls. So make sure to use code NOTORIOUS on manscaped.com for 20% off. Make sure you use it. It is a great product. And now, back to past Nick in the video. And we are back now. It is our turn to look at the third wide receiver of the video. That is wide receiver Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. FFPC ADP 43.86, six foot three, 200 pounds out of Minnesota State. Undrafted, obviously a lot of people know his story. What a great wide receiver Adam Thielen is though. 30 years old on the dot. Happy birthday to Adam Thielen because that means he just turned 30 years old. 4.54 40 yard dash, 52nd percentile, 58th percentile speed score, 50th percentile burst score, 46th percentile agility score, and a 60 8th percentile catch radius, 1% off of being very nice. So his workout metrics look like some type of lacrosse player that Bill Belichick would have found off the street and would have been scoring couple touchdowns in the Super Bowl from Tom Brady. But no, it's actually Adam Thielen, wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, obviously, Stefan Diggs ends up leaving the team in 2020 to fly over to Buffalo and jump through a couple of tables. And this is very good for Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins already loves Adam Thielen. He is his favorite target. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a bit of a slot guy. He loves those dirty, dirty slot receivers, and he just loves heaving the ball to Adam Thielen. I personally believe that Adam Thielen is going to have a monster season in 2020, especially with his fine-ass ADP in the third round, and I've seen him even go around the fourth or fifth round in some drafts. ADP wide receiver number 14, pick 36, so on the turn of the 3-4 round. Uh, so he finished last season as wide receiver number 68 in 2019, playing in 10 games. Now I know your panties are in a bunch right now listening to this. Nick, why the fuck do you want to draft Adam Thielen if he finishes wide receiver receiver 63 last year if you look at the splits before and after Adam Thielen's injury that he suffered last season, you could see a huge difference in production. 11.4 PPR points per game, ranking 42nd at wide receiver. He only had 48 targets, 30 receptions, 418 receiving yards, though he did still have a bunch of touchdowns, 7 total touchdowns, 13th amongst wide receivers. This motherfucker was playing, literally hurt last year, played only 10 games, still came down with more touchdowns than Julio Jones. Shout out to Julio. 5 red zone receptions, 42nd amongst wide receivers, and a 17.8% target target share in that Minnesota Vikings offense, 54th at wide receiver, but I believe that obviously is going to increase drastically like the park. It's drastically, but Jurassic, kind of like Jurassic Park, you get it? Fucking dinosaurs. Adam Thielen is going to be great in 2020 due to the fact that his production is going to be very high, his receptions are going to be very high, his targets are going to be very high, and Kirk Cousins is going to be screaming, you like that, all season long after throwing dimes to Mr. Adam Thielen. Now, if we look at the splits, the splits that I was talking about is the thigh hamstring strain, grade two happened week nine for Adam Thielen. He misses four games and then he comes back and then his numbers are absolutely in the shitter. He went straight into the Porter John and just laid some out right there. Just explosive diarrhea all over. He didn't even land in the toilet. It's just all over the walls and he wrote his name on the wall. It says Adam Thielen because you probably wanted to start Adam Thielen after he got hurt. But in reality, that motherfucker was just a straight-up decoy. In these seven games before Adam Thielen ended up getting hurt with that injury, he played seven games versus three after, where he was pretty much a decoy. 13.53 half PPR points per game when he was healthy versus 1.57 half PPR points per game when he was not healthy. 15.46 PPR points per game versus 2.07 after that injury. Receptions 3.86 versus 1. 5.71 targets versus 2.67. He scored zero touchdowns 
obviously in those games because he played so he just really wasn't even out there doing anything versus 0.86 per game when he was healthy 55.86 receiving yards per game versus nine when he was not healthy so Adam Thielen obviously did have a bad season due to the fact that he did end up getting hurt but if you don't if you take that out of the equation the guy put up a pretty good season for the first seven games and without Stefan Diggs I just think Adam Thielen is really going to take that next step up to potentially finish as a top 10 wide receiver and Adam Thielen has done that before 2018 he was actually like the number one wide receiver in fantasy football for the beginning stretch of the season for like the first eight games so I think Adam Thielen can prove has proven to me that he can be that guy and I already know that Kirk Cousins has a nice soft spot for Adam Thielen in his locker it says I love you Adam and it's a nice picture of Mr. Kirk Cousins like this and then Adam Thielen's like this you know looking all cute together that's what they do in Minnesota so now it's time to talk about the final wide receiver of the video and that is Robert Woods of the Los Angeles Rams FFPC ADP 51.43 six feet tall 201 pounds out of USC 28.4 years old Bobby Trees uh, 40 yard dash 63rd percentile 44.51 40 yard dash 56 percentile speed score 22nd percentile bird score 12th percentile Jody score any 13th percentile catch raise that may look absolutely atrocious but Robert Woods plays far better than those workout metrics if we look at Robert Woods numbers from last season finished as wide receiver number 14 in 15 games now coming off the board at a discount wide receiver 19 pick 46 round numero four and I see him a lot going in round number five Typically, right after his teammate Cooper Cup comes off the board, then you're going to be seeing Robert Woods come off the board slightly after. Now, sometimes, even Robert Woods is going before Cooper Cup, and it could be for good reasons. I'm kind of debating moving Robert Woods up above Cooper Cup. 15.5 PPR points per game for Mr. Woods last season, 12th amongst wide receiver, 140 targets, 9.3 per game, ranking 8th at wide receiver, 90 receptions, 6.0 per game, 8th at wide receiver, 1,134 receiving yards, 75.6 per game, ranking 14th at wide receiver, 3 total tutties, 59th amongst wide receivers, which I obviously expect to go up because he's not Julio Jones. He's a guy that can actually score in the red zone, 7 red zone receptions, 25th amongst wide receivers, and 23.4% target share in that Rams offense, 19th amongst wide receivers, which is very impressive considering they had Cup last year as well as Brandon Cooks. Now, obviously, they lost Brandon Cooks in 2020 to the Houston Texans, which is obviously just one less asshole to steal points away from Robert Woods. So that's very good for Robert Woods that he has gone. I really think that Robert Woods flourished in the back half of the season due to the fact that the two tight ends set just set uh, Robert Woods into the right direction. He was just playing so strong. Now, Robert Woods had two completely different seasons, which we're going to look at right now. The beginning of his season was not so hot at all. The outer split is the first eight games of the season. The in split is the last seven games of the season once they committed to the two tight end set. 9.9 half PPR points per game. The beginning of the season, the back half of the season, 15.53 half PPR points per game, 12.28 to start the season for PPR, and then 19.24 to finish the season. This was due to an increase in targets and receptions. 7.5 targets per game at the first eight games of the season versus 11.43 the back half of the season. 7.43 receptions per game at the end of the season versus 4.75 at the start. He scored zero touchdowns in the first eight games and then scored .29 per game down the stretch of the season. His receiving yards also went up 58.88 per game to start the season versus 94.71 to end the season. This was due to the fact that Jared Goff had more time to throw the goddamn ball. That's strictly it. It's because Jared Goff at the beginning of the year had no time to throw the ball. That offensive line was getting a train ran on it like its name was Lana Rhodes and it stood no chance to that to any defense really. 
Now, they, it should be a better offensive line. Plus, they have the two tight end set, which allows another tight end to block for Jared Goff. That's why Robert Woods was so successful. And I expect Sean McVay to continue to use the two tight end set in 2020, making Robert Woods an even better wide receiver and overall a more consistent wide receiver, in my opinion, in 2020. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Make sure to check out Manscaped as well down below. Code Notorious at checkout for 20% off i love each and every single one of you motherfuckers and i'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video and by tomorrow i mean slightly later in just a couple of hours i love you all double uploads every single goddamn day see you guys later Kaboy!